Hello and welcome to Cool Sheets, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. You'll hear all about ten things that we are currently enjoying in our lives. Each of us has exactly two minutes to dive in and tell you about one of the things we've chosen. It might be a book, an app, a gadget, a place—anything goes. Don't forget to get all of our show notes on our website, CoolSheets.cool. You can also interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's dive into our Cool Sheets. Hello, everyone. I am Karen Holman. And I'm Brian Hart. Oh, whoa. What's going on? I don't know. I what what mic are you on? I Your mic is on. Hello. Hello. Oh, gosh. Okay. Grab another mic? Why is that happening? That's so weird. And I'm Brian Hart. Ooh. <laughs> there he is. Wow, that was a trip. Yeah. Okay. I guess mic two's not working. Okay. We'll, we'll use mic three. Yeah. Mic three's better anyway. Oh, man. Mic three's <laughs> actually my favorite mic. It's I always kind of just save it in my back pocket. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be able to use mic three today. In fact, I want mic three. Well, too bad. <laughs> All right. I get to go first this week. And I have a, a little backstory with this one, and that is when I was 15 years old, I decided I really wanted to go to Tahiti, specifically Bora Bora, one of those islands. And I honestly, I've not let go of that dream, um, but I did a couple of years ago go to Fiji, which was close, but this is the thing. Tahiti is so expensive to get there. It's so expensive and so Either you have to save tons of money or you have to be wealthy or something. So when I saw this, I got very excited. There is a French airline that is called French B. And so what they have done is they have focused their flight paths and they have made it affordable to go to Tahiti and also to go to Paris. So pretty much this is their deal. They just have flights that go Paris to San Francisco and San Francisco to Tahiti. Now, there might be a little bit more than that, but that's basically what they focus on. And so not only could anyone in the United States go to Tahiti for pretty cheap, but you could also go to Paris, which is not a bad place to visit either. So this is the thing is the way they have done it is they have just uh, brought it down, brought the prices down. Now, of course, you can pay more and you can get all the bells and whistles and you can fly whatever. They don't call it first class. They don't call it economy. They have different names. But essentially, you can go um, all out and get the first class. But um, what they do is they basically it's like bring a carry on and it can only be I forgot 25 pounds or something. And um, and if you bring your own food to eat on the plane, then your ticket is 500 bucks. And that for Tahiti is super cheap. And it's the same thing with um, – so I wasn't as interested in Paris, but it's the same thing. It's way cheaper to do it that way. And it's like, yeah, if you're going to Tahiti, you don't need to bring a bunch of stuff anyway. And, yeah, it's better to bring your own food, so why not get a cheap flight? So check out French B as a place to go to Tahiti or Paris. Cool. Have you used it or no? I have not used it oh, okay. yet. No, this was just like it's totally based on checking out the flights and yeah. the. And so, what's the average price for Tahiti if if you didn't use French B? Oh gosh, it's like two thousand. So you're saving like fifteen hundred bucks. A lot of money. Significant for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Yeah, so I checked it out. <laughs> oh, you can yeah. only go certain days of the week, of course. You know, there's okay. restrictions like that. Yeah. But I totally was like, huh. You know, I looked at days. And yeah. it's one of those things like, oh, I could go for just like a week or less. And I mean, if it's super cheap and you're yeah. not bringing a lot of clothes and oh, my God. And uh, you've never been to Tahiti? No. Is that because of the price? Because of the price. Cool. Yeah. Uh, boy, yeah. You got to go now. I do. Because I want to... Uh, we can do it. You can do a PS. A PS. <laughs> how it is. Because the only reason why I'm a little like asking questions mm-hmm. is because I know there's some airlines that did this, that did the really cheap thing, and then they were like a disaster. Like, oh, like, you know, oh, like it's like even though it was cheap, 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 super yes. cheap, like I won't, I guess I won't say them, uh, the airlines because uh-huh. <laughs> you talk bad about them. Yeah. But they're, they're essentially not worth it. Anymore. Gotcha. And, so then you're like, so, no, one so to do it. Yeah, and every and now it's like almost infamous. The listeners probably know their own <laughs> that uh, which one I'm talking about, or or a couple maybe even. But uh, they, it was bad. It was like a membership deal oh. where you got a membership, you paid, and then it was one of those that was almost impossible to get out of. Also, so that was already their trick. And I used it once. I went to Vegas. It was like a hundred bucks. It was something uh-huh. crazy, but it was like yeah, it was no no bags and any little thing was extra. Ended up not being that cheap after all. And plus wow. the conditions and the planes were just you know yeah stripped down so much that it was just not even a even a two hour flight or an hour flight was uncomfortable. So and you're like no 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 yeah well not worth what, it. <laughs> what caught my eye so I fly Alaska all the time uh, mostly because I go to Montana a lot and I go up and down the West Coast and whatever and um, so what caught my eye with this was that Alaska just partnered with them uh, and so that's I a good totally trust Alaska yeah. they're yeah. awesome so that that did give me I felt like they, they were legit because of that. Cool, yeah. I'll have to check them out and yeah. see uh, what's what's going on there. Because yeah. who doesn't want to go to Tahiti or I Paris? I know, oh, I know. Gosh. Both on my list for sure. So, awesome. Uh, that's funny too because I was just looking at frequent flyer credit cards. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, I just need to get one of those because <laughs> I don't have one. And I use a credit card and yeah, I get Amazon points for it. But I'm kind of trying to cut my Amazon. So, right. And, and, Add to my flights yes. <laughs> and traveling. Well, general, I'll tell so. I'll tell anyway. you my experience with one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, it, I wonder if it it could be a cool sheet actually. So anyway, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, well, and that's what I was thinking of too. There's like once I kind of went down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. There's cards, mm-hmm. not only just cards, but there's a bunch of websites that mm-hmm. specialize and hey, here's what to do to get the most points and yes. maximize your travel and blah blah blah. I was like, oh boy, this could be uh, good yeah. for traveling more and some possible cool sheets. So cool. Sounds like you might know of some as well. We could have a travel episode. Ooh. Let's just do themes forever. <laughs> just we, kidding. We could, <laughs> we, but. Maybe good. But this, uh, my first cool sheet has nothing to do with Tahiti, I don't think. Uh, it is an article, and this article is called How New York's Bagel Union Fought and Beat a Mafia Takeover. <laughs> so I just love this article. I love bagels, first of all. And I love mafia stories. Uh, and I just saw The Irishman. I don't know if that's why this article possibly was there, because it talks about a lot of the same kind of New York's and mafia lifestyle and Jimmy Hoffa and unions and things like that. So my guess is maybe it came out 
kind of because of that. Uh, but it's a super interesting story about how bagels even came about. So it's it just I learned so much. I learned about how bagels were actually super. Uh, just kind of in the inner circle of the Jewish community, because it's a Jewish thing, I guess, which I did not know. And no one really even knew what a bagel was. And then they called them like flavorless donuts, tough donuts, and all these crazy names. And then how they became popular. And of course, once they became popular, the mafia wanted to strong arm them and uh, offer them protection. And they didn't need a union. They just needed them or they needed their union, which was mafia run. And it's super interesting how they fought them off. And that did not happen very often in New York, especially uh, but then the story takes another twist that I won't go into because I wasn't expecting that. It's super good. And again, just my love for bagels. And I think now bagels are pretty well known. You can get them just about anywhere. But when you have, a, if you've never had a New York bagel, it's just like their pizza. I don't know what they do different. I remember the last time I stayed at with John, who's been a Cool Sheets guest before, and he just he woke up one morning early, brought me a bagel. It was just a plain bagel with cream cheese, and I was like, oh, I've had a million bagels, whatever. I was kind of hungover. I was like, oh, whatever. I tasted it, and it was like I saw God. It was the best bagel I've ever had, and there was nothing to it, and it was from a corner store in New York. Anyway, check out this article, How New York Bagel, bagel Union Fought and beat a mafia takeover. I love that story. I love that they were able to do that because I can only imagine the scary pressure of having mafia people knocking on your door. Oh, yeah. And it goes into it. I mean, yeah, knocking on your door, but also threatening not only executives of the union, but, you know, he's like, "Um, I'm going to pay you a visit and your wife and your kids. Oh, man. And they did not back down. Wow. And they overcame them. And so I won't go into the details of Uh. how, but it's super fascinating. And then again, that what happened after that, even more fascinating, super, super cool article. That's great. Well, I'm definitely going to read that. I love underdog stories. That sounds like a good one. And I've never had a New York bagel. Oh, my God. I mean, seriously, like, I don't understand. It was That's the plainest crazy. ordinary <laughs> bagel I've ever seen. So I was totally not excited. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was a nice gesture, of course. Like, he went and got it in the morning before I even woke up and gave me this bagel. But I was just like, you couldn't give me, like, a, you know, with some <laughs> sesame on it or something. Eggs. Like, yeah, or something. And, and then I bit it, and I was like, what? What is it? This, like, wow. How? <laughs> like, wow. It was crazy. Yum. It was so crazy. And so, yes, and, and like pizza, bagels are in New York mm. are known as the best, except for I think it's Montreal. There's one place in mm. Canada that is supposed to have even better bagels, so now I have to mm, go try those. Interesting. Although I was talking at Sundance with my friends who are from Canada and from New York, and then they had like this oh. bagel <laughs> contest uh, debate. And so it's one of those things that's maybe more of a comparison of like Chicago, New York style pizza. I guess the can- Canadian bagels are very different. Hmm. So it okay. might not be a totally yeah, fair comparison right. either. Uh, but anyway, yeah. it's just really cool. I've been learning a lot about bagels lately. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, and moving on to my next cool sheet, I am going to be talking about a really awesome new 
a breakthrough in technology. And I love this story because it fuses together two things that I love. And one is just material science, um, solid state chemistry stuff. And the other is sustainability and um, what are we going to do with all of our garbage and food waste and things like that. And so this is something from Rice University. Uh, They have lots of exciting chemistry going on there. And one of the things that they're doing is they were looking at, all right, so lots of people have heard of nanotubes and and some people have heard of buckyballs and I've talked about some of that before, yeah, um, on the air. And uh, they have really great technology. So things like whenever you hear about something like um, elevator to the moon or something, it's always made out of these carbon filaments, these carbon structures that are super, super strong but lightweight. So they can be used for all sorts of things. They also have semiconductive properties. So this is the thing, though, is it's really expensive to make these structures out of carbon. It's called graphene is the um, is sort of the generic term for it. And it is similar to graphite. We talk about just graphite pencils. It's very similar to that. But you make it into sheets that are really strong. So what they have figured out is a way to take garbage. So we're talking just like your banana peels, your anything you would use for composting. And then they do this thing called essentially flash burning. 10 milliseconds, they burn it up to 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit in 10 milliseconds. And then it turns into this graphene. And not only is it turning into this graphene, but it's turned into a form that is really easy to work with, where you can separate out these filaments and then make them into other stuff. So it's extremely exciting what they've done with this. And I'm just super excited. So this is graphene from junk, essentially. (laughs) Wow. So because I'm essentially an (laughs) eight-year-old... I just, as soon as you said buckyballs, that was it for me. <laughs> oh, man, why did, did you, I say that? Oh. How, did you talk about I've those talked specifically? about this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well. And the same thing happened there. Eight. Yep, so that's all. Um, so I'll listen to the rest of that <laughs> cool sheet later and maybe... Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to expand. I'm going to tell you what a buckyball is. Okay. So. I'll tell you what it is, too. <laughs> okay, so these graphene sheets, they look like chicken wire. Okay, so it's a whole bunch of carbon atoms that are bonded together, and they're, they form this flat sheet like chicken wire. Okay, now you imagine you want to make a sphere. So you have to cut a few pieces out of it, and you bend it around and curve it around on itself, and you make a sphere out of chicken wire. Okay. That is on the molecular scale what a buckyball looks like. Okay. Why is it called a buckyball? It is named after Buckminster Fullerene, who is the inventor of the geodesic dome. So he was making architecturally these really strong domes that were really strong, like could withstand um, winds, high winds or whatever. And so because he was Buckminster Fuller, they went, oh, let's call like nickname for these balls. We'll call them Bucky Balls. And, you know, it stuck. When somebody, once Bucky Balls comes out of someone's mouth in the 1980s at Rice University, like then everyone's going to just go, oh, he just said Bucky Balls. So um, anyway, we still call them <laughs> it's that. It's like a bonus cool sheet. Yeah. Now, let me tell you what Bucky Balls are to me. <laughs> they are. Wait, no, just kidding. I better not. I don't think it's radio safe. 
I'm going to say one more thing about buckyballs because it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. They can be used. So they're non-toxic. It's like if you've accidentally swallowed a pencil lead. I mean, not lead. It's not lead. We still call it lead sometimes, but graphite from a pencil. It just goes right through you. Okay. So it's the same with any of these fullerenes, with this graphene. It's just carbon. That's all. So so you can eat buckyballs. <laughs> so kind of. <laughs> so they could be used for drug delivery because they are these hollow spheres. So you could put a drug molecule inside of the sphere Mm, and swallow a buckyball. (laughs) Yes. And then it goes into the patient and then under certain conditions in your body and in your cells, there could be a little door. And this is real. I'm talking real reality. This is being studied. A little door on the buckyball opens and the (laughs) the drug comes out. And so it could be like time lapse (laughs) drug delivery. Should be a movie about that. I think there might be. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we should go. Yeah, we should. (laughs) All right. Uh, My next cool sheet is nothing to do with buckyballs either, I don't think. Uh, It is an Instagram account, and this Instagram account is called DocGenFit. And don't forget to go to our website, check out a link, it will go right to it. Dr. Jen Esquire is a mobility specialist, and I've actually been interested in mobility. It's kind of been a buzzword for maybe the last five years or so. I think the first book that I got was called Supple Leopard, which is a funny book title anyway, and that one's by Kelly Starrett. And it's all about just having mobility. I think as I'm getting older, I'm having a little bit less mobility, and it just becomes an issue. You get older, your knees don't work, your joints don't work like they used to, and so now there's a lot of resources out there to help you regain your mobility, and I think it was extra on my mind because right now I've been having a problem with one of my knees for the last eight months now. It's been a long time, so I really need to dive in. What I like about Doc Jen's Instagram page is that she has a lot of free information about exercises you can do and what they will help with. Uh, So she has a lot of free information. She also has a lot of paid outlets you can go to sign up for programs online and monthly memberships and all kinds of things. She has an app that I just downloaded and I'm not quite sure uh, if it's worth a cool sheet or not, but worth checking out for sure. But this Instagram page is just great. It shows like muscle diagrams of what body parts are being worked. Then she has several videos of her doing exercises the proper way for maximum mobility to help you with issues. And she has a ton of followers and a lot of updated content. She's constantly updating. And it's all kinds of things, too. It's even like sleeping with someone in bed, how best to do that with uh, mobility. So that was more on the Valentine's Day, which is kind of near taping. All kinds of different information. Doc Gen Fit. Cool. I am definitely going to check that out. I had, I think it might have been, well, maybe not close in the same time you hurt your knee, but I pulled my the arch of my right foot mm, and it's yeah. still bugging me. And it's, yeah, it's that really annoying, like, no, <laughs> yeah, I just want to get well. Yeah, no, it's crazy. You know, when you're young, you don't ever think about mobility. It's never an mm-hmm. issue. You can do whatever you want. Your body springs back at all times. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, unless you get a break or something, you're kind of indestructible and you think about it and then you turn 40 or plus and it's reality check time (laughs) and you got to be really careful and plus with all the texting and sitting in desks and you're you know screwing up your posture 
Uh, she has tons of stuff to help with that. I know on the app that I did see arch exercises, so oh, definitely might be worth checking I'm out. Gonna... And I think those were free from what I can tell. I know that the app has in-app purchases, so I don't know how much yet. That's mm. why I didn't get into it of how much is free before you have to start paying kind of deal. But yeah. I know on Instagram, you know, it has a lot. It's all free, of course, and it has so many good tips. She's definitely worth following to get you at least some help right away. And, you know, she might be worth supporting as well. Some of them that are 15 a month. There's so many per month things that yeah. I, I try not to recommend too many of those. Uh, I'll look into it, but tons of free, really good resources on her Instagram page. Oh, that's great. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. All right. So my next cool sheet, this is a documentary and this is one that both my kids recommended I watch and I watched it. Now I know why. And I love this for so many reasons. It is called The Atomic Cafe. This came out in 1982 and it came out from the result of the two producers, and they have a really cool story. So after watching The Atomic Cafe, I watched an interview on Letterman, actually, from 1982 of them. And so I learned kind of the backstory. And so what they did is they realized, I guess they were scrounging around, or they happened to find out that there were, oh gosh, I think it was like 6,000 or something like that, film excerpts, like small short films, that were made by the government mostly, or they were uh, public, essentially things that were shown at school, things that were propaganda for army, you know, when army recruits were coming in or propaganda during um, wars or something like that. Six thousands of these short films were available that were just kind of sitting there, but I guess they had been released or something. And so they thought, oh, let's do a film that's all about propaganda. And then they start sorting through these thousands of excerpts and they realize there's a whole bunch of stuff on the atomic bomb. All of these are from the 1950s. So what they did is they pulled them all together. And this is the coolest part of this documentary is there's no narrator that's saying this happened and then this and showing excerpts. It is just an hour and a half of all of these films lined up together, all these propaganda films. And by doing that, they were able to put them together and tell this story of the stories that were told to us and to Army folk. And, and, and oh, it's so interesting. And I learned so much about history as well, about wars and about the bomb. And as you can tell by the name, The Atomic Cafe. So I highly recommend it, The Atomic Cafe. Wow, I can tell that I will love this. I've never heard of this stock, uh, but wow. Yes. I might have to see it today. You you like, should. Is it streaming somewhere? Yep. I watched. I just watched it on YouTube. Oh, so it's streaming on, it's like, totally free for, free. on YouTube. It's totally free. Yep. Whoa. Which it should be, I mean, for that kind of yes. movie especially. Yes. Uh, wow, that's great. I cannot wait. How long is it? An hour and a half. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I've got to see it. Maybe yep. I should just, maybe we should call the We show should just stop. And I should go. That's fine. And watch it. Yeah. I don't have anything else important to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, seriously, I will have to watch that. But I do have three more cool sheets that are so, so good. And my first one, or my third one, however you want to look at it, is a YouTube channel. And it is called Editing is Everything. So I'm a video editor and video producer by trade as my day job. So... Of course, I was into this, but I've actually what this specializes in is recut trailers. And I've been 
into that for a long time. I think the first one that I saw was a, a, a recut of the Mary Poppins trailer as a, a thriller horror film called Scary Mary back in 2006. It's so good, and I have been fascinated with these things ever since. I've always wanted to do some, but I never have. And now there's a YouTube channel. This gal, Danny, who is an editor, I don't know if that's her day job. It must be, or else it's a strong hobby because she has a YouTube channel where she does this all the time. And some examples are she did It Chapter 2 in seven different genres. So she takes clips from the trailers and the movie and sometimes other clips and she made th- uh, seven different genres of of the it two trailer she did it as a disney trailer a disaster trailer a b-movie trailer a drama trailer romance trailer crime trailer and a coming of age trailer and she's also done things she does one off sometimes like love simon but it's spider-man so it's all spider-man footage and trailer and cut into a love simon story so uh she'll do shrek 2 but as 50 shades of gray so great. Uh, she's done Endgame in seven different genres, which, of course, appealed to me. She does TV shows, so Stranger Things, but it's Walking Dead. She does music video cuts where she'll do Billie Eilish or as a horror trailer or uh, Ariana Grande, I think is how you say her name, also as a horror. So that's really cool because of these they are, they're very artistic music videos that she has then cut into a trailer using other sound bites and footage. It's so good. Definitely, definitely check out Editing is Everything. Oh, I really want to. And this reminds me that I feel like that might have been one of the things that got Dean into editing is, you know, we found sort of like funny joke re-edits of movies, yeah. you know, where it makes it into a different genre. And they thought that was so funny. I, I mean, my kids and You know, just that idea of how editing is everything. What you just said, like Mm -hmm. you can change everyone's perception of what's going on. Oh, it's it is. And that's the thing. So just as a pure entertainment, it's great. It's Mm -hmm. fun to watch this as a study in editing and the power of editing and the power of music. Between recutting and music, it really tells you how powerful music is. Just changing the music alone can make it even the same trailer totally different. It's so crazy. So, yeah, you can dissect this as a learning tool, but also it's just great entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it so much is because it's for everybody. It's If you really want to drill down, it would also be a fun project to do. If you're an editor, you can really get your kind of get your chops and and do it that way. Uh, Yeah, some of my other favorites is Office Space a thriller oh. horror film. <laughs> They've also done The Shining as a romantic comedy. Oh my god! Oh, it's I want to so see good. that. Now those weren't hers, but they those are some other ones. No, mm. and oh, it's oh, just oh. other ones I've found. So I'll have links to gotcha. all of them. But the editing of as is everything YouTube channel. She has tons, and it's definitely worth checking out. She's really good at it. Yeah, it sounds like it. All right. Well, so my next cool sheet is actually a little bit of a jettison off of Atomic Cafe, but it's coincidental because I found um, this cool sheet. I'm going to be talking about Michio Kaku, a physicist, and I later found out that he is he became a physicist kind of because of the atomic bomb. So he is a scientist, and he has now become a pretty well-known scientific communicator at this point. So he started out as a kid 
he was making atom smashers in his mom's garage. He, and he describes how he does this. I was like, really? Whenever people say that, I kind of don't believe him. But he explained how he did it. And it was like, what? You can actually do that? So this is him as a, oh gosh, I don't know if he was 12 years old or something like that. But his parents were um, held captive because uh, that was around World War II. And so what happened with him is he got really enthralled because he saw the impact of the atomic bomb on his family directly and on his whole culture that he came from, even though he was living in the United States when he was young, that um, he became obsessed with it. And so he wanted to learn more about it. And so he ended up going to Harvard for undergraduate and he was seen as being brilliant. And so he was then recruited to go over to Berkeley for graduate school. And he didn't even know this, but he was being groomed to become part of Star Wars, to become part of the X-ray laser, to become part of the third generation H-bomb and all this stuff. So he did not go in that direction, but um, it turns out that's what he was getting groomed for. So what's really cool, this is the best part of it, is even though he's still active today as a science communicator, there's this interview of him on some, I don't know, local cable channel in 1991. And he basically foresees all this stuff in the future. Like he talks about all the issues we need to worry about, all the things. And he's so he's he's funny and he's happy, but he's so down to earth. And man, he saw it all. So definitely worth checking out. Michio Kaku. Yeah, you know, I think I have one of his one or two of his books, right? He has a lot of yes. books. Uh-huh. And I haven't read them yet. Uh, but I've always been fascinated by his work and, and, yeah. and just his brilliant mind. So maybe this will be what sparks me to actually read. I think, yeah, I think I have one or two uh-huh. of his books. And yeah, they're always kind of like, this is what's going to happen in the future. And he's almost always right, yeah. which is just crazy. I know. And he, he, as far as I know, he's like still doing this, right? Totally. Still predicting. And like, so I really mm. want to see like what he thinks now because I'm pretty dang scared a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. So hopefully he'll give me hope or else really make me even more freaked out. We'll see. Yeah. So cool. I'm really glad you talked about him. I kind of almost forgot about him. So that's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. My next cool sheet is a company and this company. Oh, my gosh. My definitely my favorite company of the moment right now. It is Imperfect Foods. I know they used to be called Imperfect Produce. They were founded in 2015, so they're relatively new. Their mission is to eliminate food waste and build better food systems for everyone. So they offer imperfect produce, affordable pantry items, and eggs and dairy as well, and some now some meat and some other things like that. They've, They've really just expanded more and more all the time. And so since I worked at a produce department for a over 15 years, you want to call for quality and you're constantly putting the best stuff on the shelf. But there's so many things that don't make it on the shelf just because it doesn't look perfect. And it's perfectly fine to eat. It just doesn't look good. And it's not the fault of the grocery store that I worked for. It is because you have to meet customer expectations. And so when you work at a higher end grocery store, there's even more Uh, responsibility to only have the best produce. But I used to always, because we could, as my managers always said, it was okay to eat what, you know, you would throw away if it's fine, you know. So maybe I don't know if I should admit that or not. But anyway, it was always fine 
it was really good. It's just cosmetically not perfect. And so what Imperfect Foods does is they deliver that to people. So it's essentially a food a subscription program. And you pick – So every, and I've subscribed now, so I've had it three weeks. And it's amazing. It's super cheap. It's stuff that wouldn't make it on the shelf. So you're saving food waste right there. Plus, it's very affordable because they can charge a discount because they're getting it super cheap. And it's high quality. It's guaranteed to be good. If you don't like it, they won't give you moldy stuff. They don't give you bad things. It's all good. They have amazing customer service. If you're not satisfied, definitely check out Imperfect Foods. Oh, I'm so interested in this. I've heard about something, either this or something like it, and it sounds so great. It's just, it's so, oh. and, and, you know, it just started delivery in Salem, but it's in most big cities. Uh, as far as I know, I mean, it might be actually Pacific Northwest only or maybe just the West Coast mm-hmm. right now. I, I don't know how far they go, but I know they were in Portland for a while only. But within the last year, I think they've been in Salem so do you choose what produce you get? Yeah, so this okay. is so cool. So you can kind of, you pick like, oh, I want a small produce box or I want a large or medium mm-hmm. once a week, every other week, whatever you want. But then so it delivers for me in my area of Salem on Thursday. So mm-hmm. on Tuesday, they send you an email reminder. So it's time to select your box. So you can either go with what they, if you want a small box and you don't want to hassle with it, they'll just give you some things. And if you like them, you can keep them. You can go into your cart at any time and say, I never want yams again. I hate yams. And so they'll never put yams in your box again. But they'll give you other stuff. Or you can, on Tuesday, you can go in there and select everything you specifically want. And you can do add-ons. And it, it can add up really quickly. Like you can all of a sudden you're... $15 $15 a week box can turn into a $40 box. Oh, my gosh. Because, oh, my gosh. They have fresh, you know, Alaskan salmon and they have wow. asparagus on, you know, a special today. But they tell you, you know, oh, this was maybe uh, they changed because sometimes it's just they changed the label so they can't sell it anymore. Oh, my gosh. And then you get Which it is... at a deep discount or yeah. maybe the triple color quinoa has too many of one color. Oh. So it's no good anymore. <sighs> Uh, oh, it's amazing. just it's so it's perfectly good stuff. It, and I've already got one of my coworkers is now doing it. Awesome. It's so great. I just it is maybe just the best idea that yeah. I've ever heard of and free delivery for someone that's car free that doesn't like to go ride my bike to oh the grocery gosh. store every yeah. once or twice a week. Uh, and, I, and I just work so much that it's it goes right to my work and then I take it home. It's so great. Oh, and they were uh, they they went to TEDx Salem. They gave free samples. They're just I have had nothing but great great experience with dealing with on every end of the spectrum. Wow. with them, and I just hope it keeps growing and saving food waste because that's a big thing for me. That's great. Well, I'm stoked. Um, if only we had a website which had a link to that. Oh, you know what? You could go to CoolSheets.cool and get that <gasps> oh, website link. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's that's another one. Yeah. Oh, that's a winner. That's a winner. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and so I have a CSA in the summertime, but mm-hmm. in the off time. And I still, now that I've had it, I still might supplement with even more produce mm-hmm. once a week. And yeah, and you can skip. So when I went on vacation, it was easy oh, just to nice. go skip, skip yeah. two weeks. And then it came the next following oh. week. So I had fresh produce when I got home. Uh, yeah, I can't so think of great. a reason to not do that. Mm. Great. Oh, and one more thing. Sorry. 
even the containers that comes in, it comes in cardboard boxes, and sometimes they have uh, freezer items, so they'll have like a block ice that's refreezable. Oh, uh-huh. But you can give that back to your delivery driver the following week, so oh. it's pretty low waste in that. Yeah, because that was the one thing that kind of concerned me is, uh, oh, mm. it's all this, you know, it's hard enough with the delivery. I was like, but. It's okay, but now that they take the boxes back, you just take your label off and then give it back to them. So, ah, it's great. It's so great. Love it. Woohoo. <laughs> okay, I'm to my last cool sheet somehow. That happened. All right, so here is an article, and oftentimes I'll read an article and I'll be like, oh, this is so cool. This is amazing. This is a cool sheet. And this one is the opposite in a way. I mean, I read it and I went, what? But it just got me thinking. I think that's why it, it became a cool sheet because I thought a lot about it. So the title of this article is Mommy Can't Talk Right Now. She's Dopamine Fasting. And essentially, I went, oh, no, please. This is happening. So there's so many life hacks and health hacks and all this stuff. And I guess this is how I found out about it. Maybe everyone knows. And I didn't. But in the Silicon Valley, this trend is there that's dopamine fasting. So people are doing this thing where they are, um, you know, which, which this is the thing is they're they're putting down their phones and they're doing things that are good. And I totally agree with, but I think it's the um, extreme version of it where they say, oh, your kids. So you need to have a block of time where you're not getting dopamine. So don't hug your kids like they have a they have a list of things to not do and it includes like things that are going to make you giggle or so this woman decided to try to do this okay well she has a two-year-old and that's what got her like well wait a minute you know my daughter here is we're joking about stuff and laughing and you know so she she started seeing the ludicrous nature of this and so she wrote about her experience with trying to do this and just pondering this whole thing that we keep doing to ourselves of, you know, pendulum swinging one way and the other. And, and just can we please just find something in the middle? So I found it very interesting and um, gave me a lot to, to think about with uh, dopamine fasting. <laughs> dopamine fasting is, you, did you say it started in Silicon Valley? Is that word? Right. Well, that's just a surprise. They do a lot of great things in Silicon right. Valley, and they do a lot of really crazy things in Silicon Valley. So I love it because it's an innovator. You know, that's what it's known for. And so many amazing things are happening there. But I also love to poke fun a little. And oh, yeah. Sounds like she did, too. Yes, so that's for great. sure. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, great. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. I Because that's one I haven't heard of. I, oh, you haven't? I have the buzzword. Dopamine is definitely like a buzzword oh, yeah. in all the health books and mm-hmm. things that I've been reading for the last few years. But I've never – and fasting. Yes. So, dopamine fasting. So of course. So now just jammed them together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> what a world we live in. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, my last cool sheet. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk. I'm labeling it as a human. Well, he is a human. That is true. I think. Maybe an alien. I don't know. The jury's out. His name is Maddie Matheson. And this guy is just the greatest. He's a chef. Uh, he is what not your stereotypical celebrity chef, which... 
sounds weird to even say, but he's a, a little bit larger of a guy. He has tons of tattoos. I mean, from neck to feet. And uh, he's <laughs> very vulgar and not in a like Gordon Ramsay, like yell at people way, but just like he loves to say the F word <laughs> and just talk, go kind of crazy. He's just, but he's so, these all these things that might, might seem weird is what makes him so great. He is my favorite right now. And he always takes his shirt off. So a big guy with tons of tats from neck to toe with the shirt off while he's cooking is just crazy. I cannot stop laughing while watching his videos. And I have to be careful if I'm like at the office or whatever because I, I sound like a lunatic. I'm just laughing out loud with my headphones on and people think I'm crazy. Uh, he's just – he's the greatest. And then he partnered up with Brad from Bon Appetit who's a former cloche and the two of them together – Ooh, I, it almost blew up the internet or my head or both or something. Oh my gosh. So his newest YouTube channel, he used to do a bunch on munchies and other various outlets, but now he has his own YouTube channel called uh, Just a Dash. And some of his recipes include uh, Not Eater Nice Chorizo Lasagna, Lamb Neck Tacos, and The Boiled Dinner. So very non-traditional chef uh dishes as well, but that's also what's great about them. He has a cookbook called Maddie Matheson, a cookbook, very simple title, and they have everything from seafood chowder to the bologna bowl in a cookbook, which is just four slices of bologna, American cheese, an egg on bread, microwaved. <laughs> it's insane. He's insane. The first like description is, what the F is a bologna bowl? Well, let me tell you, and then he goes from there. Maddie Matheson. <laughs> oh, man, you have shown me, Maddie. <laughs> and um, I think the first one you showed me was the boiling. And the I'm boiled so, dinner. Uh, the boiled dinner. So I am literally like right now I have a little tear right here because I'm like laughing inside <gasps> and having to be quiet <sighs> while you're talking. And, um, like I, you know, at first I'm watching going, is this real? Wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> This is so crazy. And boils are huge in the South. Uh So I have partake. I love them, actually. But the idea of boiling everything, including meat, he's like, you know, gray meat is great. And we need to bring it back because it does. It's disgusting looking, but surprisingly delicious. Oh, idiot is disgusting looking. It's just absurd, but I love And yeah, and like lamb neck tacos. Right. Chorizo lasagna, like just totally non-traditional things. And he's kind of non-traditional. He has like a little blonde kind of rat tail in the the back of him. And he like, he just, he's so crazy and i love him so do you um so do you know how many fo- followers sorry followers he has uh you know that's a good question because his youtube channel is relatively new that just a dash mm. and he his videos so he he only has like at this time of recording only like maybe 9 at the most um so not a ton but he has tons of other videos because he's done okay. munchies and all these other things so you can really get a ton of Maddie, your fix. Uh, but I'm going to look at his Just a Dash uh, YouTube channel here if my computer will cooperate. Has, he has, oh, he already has 517,000 subscribers and only 11 videos. So uh, he definitely has a cult following, oh, I think. Yeah, half a million is pretty half good. Half a mil is not bad. <laughs> uh, 
And I just like it only takes a second. If you don't like vulgarity, you're probably not going to. This isn't going to be for you. But if you're okay with it, I mean, he's just it's absurd. Like it's I can't even do it justice to describing his videos because he's he's constantly (laughs) like, what the F am I doing here? I don't know. I like, but he's a legit chef too. Right. But he makes fun of himself, the process. He definitely does not take himself seriously, which is so refreshing because there's so many cooking channels that are so almost snobbery. And I've certainly went through that phase where Mm -hmm. I've been kind of a snobby, you know, oh, I'm a better cook than some and kind of poo poo ideas. To an extent, and thank goodness for Brad and Maddie and people like this that are just like bringing it back to reality yeah. and and just laughing and having a great time. And totally ridiculous. <laughs> but he just fun. like takes off his shirt and starts <laughs> cooking, and and he's like cooking in hot oil. It's just like he's like, yeah, this is a really bad idea. Don't ever do this. You will get burned and you will be in pain. <laughs> he's just he's crazy. Like what time he didn't have dish towels so he just started using his shirt to wipe his hands oh jeez i wonder and then if they that... do a close-up of his wet t-shirt oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just crazy <laughs> okay we'll pull up that while i subscribe to imperfect produce yes. and you can and then meanwhile you'll pull up atomic cafe to start watching that oh and... gosh so many good things all right <laughs> so our the rest of the afternoon is planned yeah we're good excellent thanks everyone Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cool Sheets. You can find out more about all the cool sheets we listed by going to our website, coolsheets.cool, and looking for the links. That's coolsheets.cool. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave comments for us on Facebook or email us at info at coolsheets.cool. Bye.